Hello and welcome to another edition of Zara. In this episode, we bring to you a talk on genetically modified foods. GM foods are foods derived from GM organisms that have specific changes introduced to them into their DNA by genetic engineering techniques. These techniques are much more precise than mutagenesis, where an organism is exposed to radiation or chemicals to create a non-specific but stable change. Atharva Life Sciences Consulting brings to you this perspective on GM foods from a producer and a researcher in India, Dr. Suresh Rena from Global Transgenics. Well, good morning, everybody. It's a great pleasure being here, Bangalore Bio, this uh, very important function on uh, uh, the Agri and Industrial Biotech Day. Uh, must thank the organizers for inviting me. It's indeed very, very nice of them. Um, well, it was very nice to hear Dr. Brahmachari say that, that Bangalore lead the way. I think uh, Delhi is falling far behind and uh, the way Bangalore has been going in BT as well as in IT, this uh, burning issue, if I may say, of GM technologies, let ba Bangalore lead the, lead the way. I think it is the right place to start some action. Well, uh, I thought I will share some thoughts and concerns and maybe some bold ideas. The egg, able egg, as we call it, as you are all aware, represents the agricultural biotechnology arm of ABLE. And this arm today is going through some real difficult times. These are times when we really don't know where we're heading for. The future looks very foggy, very hazy. We're very uncertain of what's going to happen. And this uncertainty is because we do not have a comprehensive and a firm policy for GM crops. Some recent developments, we used to have a genetic engineering approval committee, as you are all aware, the GAC. It has been renamed as the appraisal committee rather than an approval committee. The statutory authority to approve commercialization has been taken away and that's what it looks like. It's uncertain who would be the approving authority in Avon. We're not sure as to what all we may have to be, we have to go through, we will be asked to do, even after going through the entire drill of the regulatory process. And even after doing that, there's no guarantee of approval. You have to just wait and wait and go on, go on waiting. Under the circumstances, the Indian companies, there are a few of Indian companies uh, such as ours, uh, who, are, who have taken this courage of going on our own, developing technologies on our own. Uh, it, was not to, it was not to belittle or undermine the importance of the, the MNCs, the, the power and the might, and the technological prowess of these uh, multinationals, but it was to provide some competition. We thought we could do it, and so we started doing it. But then how long can we go on spending monies in wishful thinking? In any case, there are just a few of us around. Though by now, I was expecting that there will be many of us. In this state of uncertainty continues, undoubtedly, we will all disappear. Yes, the MNCs may stay on for a much longer time, since they can afford to do so. They can afford to do so in view of their much larger size and global operations. But so far as we are concerned, a few more years and then maybe no more. Indeed, no businessman would carry on spending loads of monies year after year on almost absolutely uncertain future. Well, on the one hand, we see this continued continuation of policy of spending 
spending substantial public monies by the government all over the country, including the state government, including Karnataka, on the development of transgenic GM crops. And the list of this, this, this such crops is fairly very long and includes all kinds of crops. And I, I really wonder what they have to do in, in, the, in the transgenic arena in the first place. However, on the other hand, the stance towards approval of GM crops appears to have become even more rigid. What does one make out of this contradiction? On the one hand, you spend hundreds and I would say thousands of crores probably on the GM technologies for the last 20 years or more. On the other hand, as I said, the stance is becoming more and more rigid. But I have given a good thought to it as to what is the underlying, underlying problem. And I find two main reasons. Reason one, there is this concern about long-term effects of GM foods. Who knows what's going to happen? Who knows what's going to happen with the BT Brinjal? Who knows it might go ballistic and explode? Who knows? So there is one concern that seems to have not been addressed the way it should have been addressed. And the second one, which is not being really talked about much, at least publicly, which is talked about a lot behind closed doors, you know, whenever I go to Delhi, some of the old friends that I have, you know, that's what we do. That's what I hear, the MNCs. What if they take control of the entire country? What if they do what East India Company did in the 16th century? What if? Yes, I agree, and I'm convinced that both the issues are of concern. But what does that mean? doesn't mean we're going to deny ourselves the use of these immensely powerful modern technologies out of fear. All the more so looking at the formidable challenges that we are facing in food security. How long are we going to remain under this, under this fear? And does this fear help us? Does this fear lead us anywhere? What must be done? I have some, I have some solutions to offer. Number one, so far as the issue of toxicity and allergenicity is concerned, which seems to be bogging everybody, people are not satisfied that we have done enough, let's have a comprehensive brainstorming session exclusively on this issue. And let's include some of the best brains that we have within the country and outside the country. And how about, uh, how about Bangalore leading the way? We already have Bangalore taking the lead in IT, and we also have taking the lead in, in, in BT Pharma. And we would wish that Bangalore takes, takes over from here. But for the present, let me say this. Even after 15 years of GM foods in the US, nothing alarming whatsoever has been found. Nothing. I mean, there has been a, a hair-splitting exercise by so many, so many anti-GM activists, but nothing substantial really has been found. And it is 15 years down the line now. 15 years of hard data. Of course. I was in Lahore a few months back. I was talking to one of, these, uh, one of these friends of mine there about the BT corn scenario. What all has been done, not only in US and also in Europe, and still they found almost nothing. Well, he heard me and heard me and heard me, and finally he said, tell me something. Why do you exclude, why do you exclude this fact that the Americans went to Iraq? Would any sensible guy do that? Don't you think it has something to do with GM crops? Don't you think that their brains have got somehow seriously affected? 
Well, I would like to tell him today, while the whole of Pakistan was sleeping, while the whole of Pakistan was enjoying, enjoying, enjoying their, 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 their sleep, the Americans came, found Bin Laden, physically lifted him up, shot him up, and took him away. And nobody could do anything. And only they could do it. Is it because of the GM crops? Of course, it's all in the lighter vein, nothing serious. But then, <clears throat> we, we really have to look into this very, very intensively. And we have volumes of data coming from the European Union. Recently, two more big, big volumes have come up, showing nothing really alarming, nothing absolutely. And they also have been, not only scientifically, but also politically, very much against it. But nothing seems to be coming. Now, coming to the MNC issue, which is the other issue. Yes, they are big, and they are becoming bigger by the day, and they are a matter of concern. Yes, they can sort of take over some of our major crops. Yes, they can, they can do that. They can take over rice, they can take over corn, they, can, they have already almost taken over cotton. Yes, they can go on doing it. And they can go on doing it, provided we remain mere spectators, just watching and just talking. I have been in this business for the last 20 years or so. And I am sick of coming to these meetings. Really very sick. I don't go to Delhi anymore. We say the same things again and again and again. Almost the same things. There's hardly any change. That's what I was saying. It's Bangalore that should lead the way. It's Bangalore where we should have a real scientific brainstorming on these toxicology and allergenesis studies. And, 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 and these things cannot be settled in any town hall meetings. We didn't settle the vaccine issue in a town hall meeting. We didn't call everybody from the town and, and let's discuss vaccines. No. It was the scientific and technical experts that decided that we should go for vaccines. And there are risks in vaccine. We all know that. And there have been risks and there have been problems in vaccine. We all know that. And still we haven't given our vaccines. But there has been nothing in GM foods. Nothing. It's 15 years now. And that we can't behave like a Prince Charles. A prince child says that he won't allow any GM crops and GM food in his house. Well, he can afford to do that. He is the king. He is the king of the British Empire. But can we, can I, one of a billion Indians, afford to talk that? Afford the luxury of talking like that? I think we really need to have a, a thorough scientific session on this. Let us look at our BT pharma sector. Look where we are today. Even the mighty Chinese are watching in shock and awe. I go to China very often. And they keep talking about our pharma sector. They keep talking about IT sector. They're really concerned. They're really concerned. And if you look at it about 10 years ago or 15 years ago, we were scared that the multinationals are around. We can't do it. But we did it. India today is not the same as it was in the 16th century. India today is not a banana republic. We are a booming economy. It has one of the world's largest pool of highly trained and motivated human resource, raring to go and going. We have every reason to have faith in their abilities and competence. 
whether it is the BT pharma sector or the IT sector, they have shown beyond any doubt that they can do it. They are capable of doing it. So what is the take-home message? Let's examine the GM safety issue comprehensively. I'm talking of just science, especially the long-term effects of GM foods through a highly qualified committee of experts and specialists. Let Bangalore lead the way rather than remain waiting for advice and directions from Delhi. Reverse engineering is a common practice in genetic engineering. Having done that, let's go to the public at large with better preparation, knowledge, and confidence. Having done that and satisfied ourselves with specific areas of substantial gates to national food and feed security with minimal risks, let's redouble our efforts at promoting indigenous enterprise in specific areas of GM technologies. Let's also promote more vigorously and with lesser strings attached public-private partnerships and even public-private joint ventures. You have a whole lot of public-private joint ventures in China. Why can't we have them here? What's the problem? I think the problem is a lot to do with our high-level management. They seem to have more fears than those who have to deliver. What are these fears? What are the fears of a public-private joint venture? Well, I know many in China. But I know one we have a partnership with, which is called BioCentury Transgene China uh, Company. It started with a partnership with the Ministry of Science and Technology, with the Biotechnology Research Institute in Beijing, and with a builder in Shenzhen, a builder. And then it took off, and it took off to a level where it is today. And when it reached where it is today, the Ministry of Science and Technology came out, sold their shares to another private person, and it was floating very nicely. And the MOST, the Ministry of Science and Technology, has moved over to something else. Why can't we do something like that here today? I don't understand why. And finally, we are not asking for a blanket approval of GM technology and GM crop, certainly not. We look forward to a comprehensive, thoroughly considered GM food policy paper and accordingly a regulatory roadmap to follow. Well, thank you very much. Uh, I thought I'll just share these concerns and these thoughts of mine. Uh, nice to be here. Thanks for listening. To know more information about life sciences in, in India, reach out to Atharva Life Sciences Consulting at www.atharvalife.com. That's A-T-H-A-R-V-A-L-I-F-E, atharvalife.com. Or write to info at atharvalife.com. That's I-N-F-O at atharvalife.com. Until next time, bye.